All right. Well, it's been a little bit of time since we've seen this guy, 11 months to be exact, but he is back on September 23rd in Farmington, Utah. Jackson DeGray, number one contender fight coming up. How are you, man? It's been a minute. I'm doing good. How about you, man? Doing very, very well. So I think I want to kick this off by just asking you, how has it been? Again, we haven't seen you in almost a year's time, but you've looked great on your come up to this opportunity. What's the 11 months been like away from Fierce Fighting Championship and just kind of time away in general? Yeah, um, I mean, I've had a bunch of stuff going on. So I got actually married right before my last fight. So took a little bit of time off and spent that time with my wife, obviously. And then um, just been getting back into training, decided to get back in there. So, so you got married and I knew that going into the Jared Melton fight. And then how much time away did you spend from Wasatch? Were you for like a certain amount of months? Were you not in the gym? Yeah, I wasn't in the gym for probably, Oh, I don't know. I was probably not in the gym for like four months. Um, part of that was because I got married, but another part of that was, um, just going through like a transitionary phase in my life where I was, um, looking for better jobs, better opportunities to like provide for my new wife and pay bills and stuff like that. And then, um, once I got that all figured out, then I started to, you know, hop back in the gym, knock the rust off and get ready to get back in there. What was that period like kind of transitioning back into it? Was everyone kind of also like freaking out? Like, Hey, where did Jackson go? Like, like, were people yeah. really happy to see that? <laughs> I think so. Honestly, the, I think that, uh, my coaches were like, dang, dude, he took a loss and now he's never coming back. <laughs> um, but no, that, that's not me, dude. I, I really, the loss didn't affect me too much. It was mainly just life got in the way and I had to take some time off. So I think that's something that a lot of us were wondering, because I mean, you had a, a really, a really strong rise. And then obviously the yeah. Jared Melton fight didn't go your way, but it wasn't a bad performance. And then I started hearing yeah. rumblings that you weren't like training. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we can't lose this guy. He's awesome. Nah, He's nah, great. Man. So, <laughs> so I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to clear the air on that. Um, yeah, can't get rid of me that easy, man. No, absolutely not. I, I do kind of want to ask you a little bit about the Jared fight because we haven't talked since then. What uh -huh. was that fight like for you, that learning experience? I mean, obviously your first loss, yeah. but also your toughest competition up to that date. For sure. Um, what I kind of realized um, in that fight, well, there was a few reasons why I feel like that I lost that fight, a few combined reasons. But a big thing that I realized is these guys are crazy too. They're all fighters. So they they've all got something special about them. Like Jared, for instance, is a good wrestler, but anybody can be a good wrestler. I feel like he had really good cardio and a really good chin. Um, and those were like his intangibles that kind of stood out to me and were able to propel him. Well, we're able to, let's see. He was able to like withstand the storm in the first round and wade through that and then go through adversity and win. So that kind of made me realize I'm not the only special one out here. There's other people that are good as well. Talking a little bit about some of the high and low moments. I mean, you did drop him in the opening 20 seconds of that fight. And I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. Like, what was your mindset like when you had dropped him that yeah. early? And again, like knowing <laughs> the context of like, this is a really tough guy. One of the top in the entire West Coast. Yeah. Well, 
this isn't like an excuse to I'm not trying to take anything away from Jared. I really didn't train too much for that fight because obviously I got married right before I went on a honeymoon and everything for a week right before. Um, and that, the training camp just wasn't the best. Um, but I think that basically what it was, was I hit him. I thought I could finish him and my adrenaline just dumped and I couldn't get, and I couldn't recover after that really is what I feel like it was. And I think that's one of the benefits of, of having an amateur career, right? Like you learn those lessons before it really does start to count. Talking a little bit about just your amateur career in general, what made you want to start fighting? What was the thing that kind <laughs> yeah. of got you into this? You started training in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. What was the reason to get into it? What was the reason to make that transition to taking a fight? How did that all come to be? Yeah, so um, really what got me into fighting is I've always uh, – my dad actually watched the UFC all growing up and stuff, and I always loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, the only thing was I was really doing other sports. So I was, um, I played football growing up and played rugby as well. I got to a collegiate level in rugby. Um, I played for UVU and we did really well and stuff. And that kind of, I always wanted to do it, but that kept me away from training. So really, as soon as I stopped playing rugby, I hopped in the gym immediately and then started training from there. But yeah, it's always kind of been around. I always got in fights and stuff when I was a kid just because I liked fighting. So, yeah. I did not know that about you. A collegiate yeah. rugby player, Jackson DeGray. That is very yeah, interesting. Yeah, bro. <laughs> How have you seen the benefits of your rugby days transition into the sport of MMA? Obviously, two different yeah. sports, but contact sports nonetheless. Yeah, hugely. It's a... I would say both football and rugby um, hugely impacted me just because it's like, I, I don't know what it is, man. I just, I enjoy contact and I love getting in the grit of things. So like that, that's, I loved those sports because of that. I like the gritty nature of them. And that's why I like fighting so much is because it's a contact sport. I like hurting people. I like getting in there and, you know, swinging and banging or whatever um and I think really just the physicality aspect is what transfers the most and like the mindset of I'm going in here to hurt somebody I'm not trying to you know I'm not just twiddling my thumbs or really just hanging out looking to um not really do anything you know I'm really in here to hurt somebody that's the mentality you have to have and I think that transferred I got two questions about that. The first one that comes to mind is like, you are seriously one of the nicest guys in the whole world. How do you flip (laughs) that switch? Because hearing that from you is like so uncharacteristic from our conversations in the past. Yeah, I don't, a lot of people say that about me, man. I I know that I'm really not uh, like, I'm a nice guy. I I think I get along with most people. It's just, um, I don't know what it is, man. I, and maybe it's because I'm small. I feel like I have something to prove or something like that. But um, I just, ever since I was a kid, I've loved the, I love, love, love competition. So, um, but I was never like the most athletic, the fastest, the strongest person. So it was always my mind that would carry me through like sports and stuff. So 
I think that that's really what it was. Like if I went in there with the mentality that I have to be more physical or more aggressive than somebody, then that's what would give me the edge. And, uh, and that's what fighting is. So that it's like 99% mental. I believe fighting is anyway. And that's, I feel like I'm a mental giant in that aspect. That's the only reason I feel like I've ever succeeded in sports. So 99% mental, the 1% physical, I got to give you your attributes there too. I have talked to multiple <laughs> yeah. people from Wasatch and they say specifically for, you know, 135 pound fighter, you hit, and I, I this is a quote, you hit like a truck. <laughs> and I've heard that from multiple people from that gym. Now I, I got to ask you, where does that power yeah. stem from? And how did you learn to hit that hard? Is it the football and rugby background? Like, where does it come from? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I'm kind of of the belief that power is a a uh you're born with it it's not like an it's not an attribute you can really um develop too much i do believe that like you can develop your coordination and the more coordinated you are and the more fast you are all that power is is mass and speed uh well it's force and that's mass and speed right so if you're able to do things efficiently and fast then that equals explosivity. But I think that the extra little ump that um, I get with a lot of people, I think that's kind of, you're either born with that or you don't have it. So it sounds yeah. like you really can break that down far beyond what most fighters say is like, Oh, you know, I just need to like land cleanly. Like you're bringing in like explosivity, like velocity, all this stuff. Are you a smart guy, Jackson? Like, are you like someone <laughs> who like studies this stuff and really breaks it down, down to like the, the small little integers? Yeah, I don't know if I'm a smart guy, but I definitely do study the stuff. Um, yeah, man, I, that's what I do. I am seriously obsessed with this sport. So I yeah, man, I watch all sorts of sports science stuff. I watched this. I watched this past weekend was crazy. I'm a big fan of the sport. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm just obsessed. I love what, that's what I do in my pastime is just research. So Kind of bringing it back to what we were first talking about. You just mentioned you're obsessed with this game. Has it been really difficult to be away for the last 11 months trying to figure out life and finally get back <laughs> in there? Yes. Yeah, it has. it's been like, I, I wish that like I could explain that to my coaches, but I feel like just being walking in the gym after being away for four months and being like, dude, I miss you guys. You don't even know how bad I wanted to come back. It's kind of like, yeah, whatever, dude. But yeah, man, I couldn't, I freaking was breaking down all the time because I wanted to be in the gym. You know, I, I become a different person when I'm at, when I'm going to the gym consistently compared to when I'm not, you know, um, it just is kind of like my space where I get everything out. You know, I don't have to worry about anything. I just go in there, work hard, train hard, and then, you know, go home. I'm tired. I fall asleep. So you bring up a great point with Wasatch and just thinking about some of the big names from this year alone, Nate, Viliami, Mina. I mean, you obviously yeah. coming back. And what is it about that gym that has led to so much success over the last 12 months or so? Yeah, um, man, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've heard this phrase before, but like, usually if something explodes onto the scene, there was things happening behind the scenes, right? So man before long before that we've always always and i've always said this and i always will say this we've always had the best striking in utah and then the missing link came along which is coach reese man he's the best jujitsu coach in utah in my opinion for sure especially for mma 
So yeah, man, I think it, I think it's honestly a combination of a lot of like-minded people with, uh, with similar goals, um, combined with the culture and the knowledge that, uh, the culture that the coaches have cultivated and the knowledge that they have. So I feel like that's mainly what it is. And that just came together really well with a few of us and, Man, there's a bunch of killers in there. We might have a few of them, a few more of them coming out soon. I don't know. I wanted to talk to you about being one of the top bantamweights in the entire state. You're currently in the top 10, number nine specifically. And I'm curious, where do you want to go with this? How much longer do you want to be an amateur? Do you want to become a pro? Like, what's the ceiling for Jackson DeGray? Well, the ceiling, hopefully, is that I want to be a UFC champ. That's where I want to be. So eventually one day, I, I'm just going to try to keep putting in the consistent work, man. And hopefully one day I get, not hopefully, like you can't have the, I say hopefully because like to normal people that don't have like the delusional brain of a fighter, it's like, oh yeah, hopefully I become a fighter. But I know that I'm going to become a UFC champion, you know? Um, But yeah, I hopefully become a pro. I think I'm only going to have two to three, maybe four more amateur fights. And hopefully I can bang those out um, within the next year. Um, And then, yeah, go pro and try and make a splash on the pro scene, get some sick finishes, get some highlights, uh, build up my record and stuff and get to a big organization. So you were talking about sick finishes and I've told you this many times, (laughs) but your leg kick of Jordan Munoz, May Fierce Challenger Series, May of 2022, Fierce Challenger Series 2. It was my first time ever calling fights for the promotion. And yeah, I could not believe what I had just seen. It's one of my favorite finishes. <laughs> you pointing at Reese afterwards is one of my, or maybe it was Casey. I can't remember. It was one Casey, of my favorite bro. celebrations in the entire promotions history. Can you kind of just like roll back the clock and just yeah. tell me a little bit about what that moment was like for you? Cause that was a special finish, man. Yeah. So, so check this out. I was actually, um, so I was living in Harriman at the time I get in my car to go to work and my freaking gym bag is stolen. My, my stuff is rummaged through and my gym bag got stolen out of my car. So I was like, Oh my gosh, dude, I have to spend all this money on new gloves, new shin guards, new, uh, freaking mouthpiece cup, all that, bro. I had to get all new gear. Um, luckily I had a little bit of old gear. So I just, for that training camp, dude, I just threw on um, some old stuff, some old shin guards that were beat up and everything. I'm going to the gym and Casey says, hey, man, uh, if you finish this guy with leg kicks, I'll just buy you new shin guards. So, <laughs> so you know, I go to the fight. I w- honestly was like, okay, yeah, all right, dude, I'll, if I finish him with leg kicks, I'll get new shin guards. Thanks, dude. And then I go into the fight. I've always had really good leg kicks, but I go into the fight. I start hitting a few, and I'm like, dude, this actually, I probably could finish him right now with leg kicks. So I just start hammering away, get it done. Immediately, my first thought is, bro, Casey, you owe me two shin guards. And, and did he follow up on Hell it? Yeah. Hell yeah, I did. Oh, my. I got to say, that's probably the best story I think I've ever heard on this podcast. That's amazing. That is yeah, That is man. super, super cool. All right, yeah. let me talk to you a little bit about this upcoming fight. Ben McNeil, an undefeated fighter out of the Pitt SLC, obviously one of the top teams in the entire state as well. What are your thoughts headed into this one, and what are you just specifically looking forward to? Um, really what I'm looking forward to is 
I just, dude, I, when I say I love fighting, dude, I love fighting and I just can't wait to get in there. Like that's the biggest thing. But also what I'm looking to prove is, um, Jared was the first person I fought with a winning record. And I feel like, again, not, not taking away anything from Jared. He won that fight fair and square. He's a really good fighter, but I feel like I could win that fight most of the time. So really what I'm looking forward to is showing that I'm good, uh, I'm good enough to beat these top contenders in the, like in this Utah amateur region, you know, in this scene. So that's the biggest thing. Um, but also just looking to showcase some more of my skills and, you know, get in there, get a win. Well, we absolutely can't wait for it. Jackson DeGray making the walk. It's been a little bit too long. Appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course.